Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and Horror. In a brief break from our exploration of the Land of the Mists, today we will cover the new domain of Borka featured in the Van Richten Guide to Ravenloft and its Dark Lords Ivana Borici and Ivan Delisnia, and provide some comments on the changes introduced for the 5th edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Are you ready? So let's explore this new version of Borka and discover what new horrors are revealed by the mists of the 5th editions of Dungeons and Dragons. The new Borka is a Ravenloft domain that explores themes of gothic horror and psychological horror. The domain remains a stage for social intrigue adventures in a domain that has two dark lords, but many things have been reimagined. The domain is situated in the Renaissance era and its horror inspiration lie in the plots of intrigue, revenge, betrayal and murder, typical elements of works of gothic literature. Books such as Dangerous Liaisons and its various adaptations can serve as good inspirations for this type of narrative, where rumors, intrigue, manipulations and decadent corruption seem to permeate the lives of the aristocracy, leading to a tragic sequence of events. Although the domain seems to specifically focus its attention on the intrigues and conspiracies of the aristocracy, Nothing prevents the other facet of the society from being used as well, exploring the horrors of the social gulf between the massacred commoner population and its decadent nobility. Once again, works and films set in this historical period can serve as a good source of inspiration. Borka remains a domain with a past link to the land of Barovia and the names of its native characters are mentioned to have German or Slavic influence. Therefore, culturally, you can imagine that this domain could be located in some Renaissance nation in Eastern Europe. In the classic Ravenloft setting, Borka was a domain located in the central region of the core, and served almost as a transition between the more medieval domains, such as Barovia, Invidia and Kartakas to the domains with a greater focus on intrigue and social advancements and technologies, such as Richemulot, Morden, Dimonlu, and La Mordia. Its proximity to the nation of Falkovnia added the constant tension of war, and Borka also had an important cultural factor in the Land of the Mists, as it was the home and origin of the Church and Faith of Ezra, one of the most important religions of the Land of the Mists and housed its main cathedral and sect. The new version of Borka, like all the new domains of the 5th edition, is an isolated domain without contact with other nations. Now it is completely focused on its internal intrigues, eliminating much of the political and cultural tension and wars and religious issues that cross the borders of the domain. All the intrigue now comes from the constant clash between its noble families, who hatch great schemes, betrayals and intrigues, 
in their search for riches, influence and power. The aristocracy of this kingdom acts without scruples, in pursuit of frivolous passions, petty gains, a decadent lifestyle and pure emotions, not caring about the consequence of their actions. The poor have to fight for their daily survival in an unfair and miserable life and are often involved in these games of intrigue as disposable pieces deceived by agents of the aristocracy who manipulate their desire for a better life and the illusion they can enjoy and share the celebrity status and luxury of this nobility lifestyle. The new map of Borca has a lot of similarities with the map of the old setting. Several of the cities that previously appeared in the domain can be identified, as well as the sinister house of laments, but they undergo drastic changes. The city of Levkorast remains the capital of Borca and the main stage where the nobility executes its plots for power. The city is the cultural and economic reference of the kingdom, and here you can also see the inequality that plagues the region. The new Borca establishes in Levkares the headquarters of the Church of Ezra, a religious order that attracts devotees among both nobility and commoners. Unlike the classic setting, where the church had a great role and importance, with a religion that spread across multiple domains, the Church of Ezra does not gain more than a few lines in the new book, reducing its importance. In this new version, the basement of the Church of Ezra houses a cell of the Umist Inquisitors, a sect devoted to psionic gifts who seek to find and destroy the evil in people's minds before they take hold, and who oppose the cultist of Ozibus. The village of Ilvin is presented as a mystery. Destroyed by a fire without victims, due to unclear circumstances, the village's inhabitants decided to rebuild the new city nearby, instead of returning and restoring their old homes. Today, they avoid mentioning or passing by the ruins of old Ilvin, going so far as to build a new road so that they don't have to pass by the old village. In the classic setting, Ilvin was a border town close to Falkovnia, and as such had an important defensive role. The city was centered around a fortress, and was where most of Borka's armored militias were trained under the leadership of a cruel nobleman who used his large hunting dogs in battle and to execute his enemies. Yuvin also housed the Black Hourglass Inn, which hid the lair of a classic monster from the setting, the Red Widow. This shape-shifting monster is a gigantic spider that disguises itself as a beautiful woman to attract victims. The ethic of the tavern was full of dead men who, seduced by her beauty, became victims of the creature, serving it as food. The city of Sturban in New Borka is presented as an option for those who wish to escape the dangerous behavior of the noble and aristocrats. In this city, a strange mechanism of justice has been established 
in which anyone can present a case to a court of five masked judges, whose identities are a mystery. There seems to be an alternation between who occupies the position of judge and their iron masks, but their harsh sentences are carried out and it's not uncommon for them to send masked envoys to capture and bring to Stubborn some offender who needs to be punished. The city of Stubborn, in the classic Ravenloft setting, was an important trading center and home to numerous merchant guilds. It was also known for its thermal waters and geysers, which were used as a curious means of execution for criminals, trapped in cages above these scalding jets and objects of bets by the local population. The group of masked judges from the new Borka seemed to come from another secret society that already existed in the setting. The League of Nine was the only alternative when the law failed and no one knew its true member's identity. They met in secret, under cloaks and masks, to deliberate on the request for justice they received, and if they considered the request fair, the offender would die in the next 30 days, in a murder so subtle that it would be almost indistinguishable from a natural death. The petitioner would receive on the day of the death a charge for services, equivalent to one years of the victim income. However, petitioners to the secret court could not be frivolous. If someone's requests were considered unfounded, it would be the petitioner who would suffer a mysterious death, and the alleged victim would be charged for their services they did not even request. Although the map featured two cities that also existed in the classic setting, Borzilian, and Lichberg. No information about these locations are presented in the Van Richten guides to Ravenloft. The new map of Borka shows several properties of the noble families, which are briefly described in the chapter. Some bear the well-known names of classic characters from the setting, such as the Nuikin, the family from which derive the main characters in the novel Scholar of the Decay, and the Nobleskov or hide the fact that they are lycanthropic werebats, referring directly to the character Vladimir Nobliskov, who appear in the collection of adventurers, Children of the Night Werebeasts. Other old characters who return, at least in the suggested adventure hook ideas, are Nostalia Romaine, the Emorderung, who is described here as a murderous woman who had her blood replaced with poison by Ivana Boritsi. Another hidden reference that we will find in these adventurous hooks is the reference to the Tome of Revelations of the Prince of Twilight, an evil artifact whose origins go back to the classic setting of Ravenloft. Although I haven't talked about these artifacts in my videos yet, I recommend to you the video made by the channel Ravenlore about this artifact, which explores its mysteries in depth. Among the mentions described by the setting, the only one that gets a more detailed description is the Misericordia Manor. Ivana Boric's mansion is now surrounded by fields, greenhouses and alchemical laboratories, which supply the Boric industry known for its tinctures and perfumes, and also its dark lord, who is a master poisoner. The map also features a few new locations with evocative names but without any description, 
places such the forest of guilds, pillars of the night, or wolf trap woods can be found, and on one road we find the jungle way, a reference to an old character, a mysterious buffoon who was probably one of the gentleman caller's sons. One of the most curious new references of the map is Scholomance, which is mentioned in one of the adventures hooks as a renowned school of magic. The name Scholomance comes from the legend and folklore of Romania which attributes Scholomans as a mythical school of the dark magic and arts located in Transylvania and commanded by the devil himself. The chapter about Borka also dedicates a good part of its space to guide dungeon masters on how to create adventures of intrigue in this domain, and how aristocrats in their unscrupulous plans and wanton searches use agents and even adventurers as disposable pawns in their plans. Borka, just like in the classic Ravenloft setting, is ruled by not just one, but two Dark Lords. In classic Ravenloft, current Borka was the result of the union of two distinct domains, Borka and Orvinia, in which both aristocrats and cousins ruled as Dark Lords. Although this past of Dorvinia is not presented here in the 5th edition, the power structure divided between these dual Dark Lords remains. Both of Borka's Dark Lords represent the perversion, decadence and lethality of the aristocracy, but are presented as opposites. The Dark Lady Ivana Boriti is a reinterpretation of its classic version, but with significant changes to its themes and history. The Van Richten Guide to Ravenloft does not provide statistics for Dark Lords, but establishes that Ivana has the same stats as a spy. Her main ability, however, is as a deadly alchemist, capable of replicating the most varied and dangerous types of poison in her laboratories, or recreating the effect of any seventh circle or lower magic with her mixtures. Ivana is a genius a woman brilliant at intrigue, manipulation and poison. The proud young woman believes that no one is her equal. Despite constantly looking for rivals or people she can consider as equals, she quickly loses interest, becoming bored and disappointed with her findings. Her shrewd mind is always one step ahead of her rivals in intrigue, but she can make planning errors when her targets sometimes behave kindly or altruistically, feelings she doesn't quite understand. Despite this, she never admits a fault and considers it an insult to anyone who points out problems in her machinations. Eternally trapped in the body of an 18-year-old girl by the dark powers, she is sometimes underestimated by her political rivals who see her as an idle and frivolous noblewoman. Despite her great talent and genius, she always needs to prove her worth all the time, which causes her great irritation. Ivana Boritsi's past is briefly explored in the new book. Ivana was born in the aristocratic Boritsi family, owners of a large empire in the manufacture of tinctures and perfumes. The young woman was intelligent, talented and capable, and was determined to one day take over the family business. 
but she was overlooked in the eyes of her father, who wanted one of his male sons to take over in her place. Ivana's ambition was fueled by her mother Camille, who guided and trained her to achieve her goals and prove her competence to her father. Focused on her efforts, she rejected the flirtations and suitors who knocked on her door, but eventually gave in to the desires of her heart. Ivana fell in love with Peter, a chemist and perfumer of humble origins who worked for the family and who taught her a lot in the alchemical arts. Camille, her controlling mother, saw Peter as a threat to Ivana's future and decided to put an end to the romance. She seduced Peter and made sure that Ivana discovered them together, hoping that this would traumatize her daughter and keep her away from future relationships. Ivana's hurt turned it to murderous revenge. In order to achieve her goals, she used her knowledge of poisons to poison Peter, her mother Camille and her brothers. The slow deaths from a strange illness did not raise any suspicions against Ivana, and she soon became her father's only option as heir to the family business. Nothing went according to the young assassin's plans. When she turned 18, her elderly and ill father called her into his office and announced that, in view of the death of his sons, he had named her cousin Ivan Deliznia in his will as the heir to his business and had already sent an emissary to communicate his decision to the Deliznia family. She already anticipated this speedy and sexist act by her father and had prepared a cloud of poison that quickly took over the entire property, killing her father and all the employees while she, who had taken the antidote, remained immune. When the poison cloud dissipated, however, Borka had been transported to the demiplane of dread. Ivana became the heir and ruler of the Borizzi trading empire and one of the dark lords of Borka and has since only expanded her power. A shrewd and genius manipulator, she maintains games of intrigue that entangle the domain families in conflict, ensuring that the Borizzi have a central role in their government. She never found her father's testament, however, and fears that, if such document is ever found, everything she had built with her own efforts could collapse. The new Ivana differs greatly from its previous version of the classic setting. Both are trapped in the body of a young woman, whose sweet appearance can confuse her enemies, but the proposal of both characters are very different. The Ivana of the classic setting was a tragic dark lord, who represented the loss of innocence and delusionment. Her mother Camille manipulated her into a serious disappointment in love, which launched her on a path of revenge with no return. Traumatized, she saturated her body with poison and became a femme fatale who kisses could kill instantly. Her great tragedy in the classic setting was having her heart desires denied. Despite being beautiful and desired, 
she was no longer capable of trusting and giving herself to any relationship. Even though she deeply yearned for company, corrupted to her core, she indulged in a decadent and hedonistic lifestyle, enjoying games of court intrigue while accumulating power and riches in the solitude of her palace. That new Ivana Borizzi, although she has a similar event of love betrayal as a catalyst for her transition to evil, has other more prevalent themes. The horrors that torment her are that of being looked over because she is a woman, even when she showed her father that she was the most competent and capable to manage the family business. Even as a dark lord, she is tormented by being underestimated for her young appearance, having to constantly prove herself, and fearing that her father's last petty act of naming her cousin as his heir may one day destroy everything she achieved and conquered by her own effort. The other Dark Lord of Borca, Ivan de Lisnia, has also undergone considerable modifications. Ivan does not receive stats in 5th edition, and it is recommended that he uses the same stats as a noble. He is not physically or magically dangerous, and his main weapon is his ability to psychologically manipulate his rivals. Among the few supernatural gifts he has received from the Dark Powers is the ability to magically send letters to recipients and to create dark toys that adorn his home. Ivan is a cruel, spoiled and selfish man, who despite being old and decrepit, behaves like a tantrum child. He believes that the world exists only to satisfy his pleasures and desires, and has no qualms about using everything and everyone in his path to satisfy his more petty desires. Everything and everyone are toys and games in his hands and he does not hesitate to break these toys if they in any way bore or irritate him. Despite this petty behavior, he fears loneliness and knows that he is responsible for destroying everything and everyone around him. He is obsessed with Ivana, who he considers his equal, but believes that she hides the truth about a fountain of eternal youth from him. Ivan de Lisnia's past is briefly explored in the new book. The Delisnia family has been known for its intrigues, ambition and treachery since time immemorial in Barovia, and planned to infiltrate and seize power from the Borizzi, to whom they were related. The brothers Boris and Camille planned this coup for many years, which would unify the family and its wealth, and Camille married Klaus Borizzi to infiltrate their family. Boris, in turn, prepared his son, Ivan, to one day take control of this new empire. Perhaps the plans were to one day unite Ivan and Ivana in marriage, but Ivan turned out to be an extremely problematic child. Spoiled to the extreme in his palace, he had his every whim catered to and never abandoned his childish habits and impulses throughout his life. Obsessed with toys, he had all kinds of curious and mechanical objects that served to entertain this spoiled child and master. 
spitiness and childishness were also accompanied by cruelty and recklessness, with jokes and games that ended in serious accidents for the servants who worked in his mansion. The family always tried to cover up these cases, especially when some of their habits began to involve the mutilation and death of domestic animals. The only person who was spared from these dangerous games and pranks was his sister Christiana, with whom he had an unhealthy obsession. Although she was intelligent and precocious, Ivan made a point of involving her in childish games, in which she had to behave and speak in a childish voice. On the same night that Ivana murdered her family with poison, Ivan also committed a serious crime in the gravel mansion. Upon learning that his parents intended to send his sister Christiana to a boarding school, away from his influence, Ivan had a violent outburst when contradicted. No one knows what exactly happened, but screams, laughter and the dark noises of his mechanical toys mixed together that night, and in the end, only Ivan had survived. Currently, Ivan has grown old and has become a recluse. He lives isolated in the gravel mansion, in a precarious state of health, surrounded only by his toys and mechanical gadgets. His palace is fitted with automaton toys, game rooms, mirror mazes and cruel traps, and those who are invited to enter soon realize that they have entered a dangerous and cruel game intended to entertain a cruel spectator. He rarely appears in public, but uses his gifts of roleplay to psychologically manipulate people, often making his voices echo through the pipes of his mansion, as if it were that of a defenseless or lonely little boy. He also participates in Borka's games of intrigue through blackmail and threats, through his mysterious letters which he managed to magically make appear close to the recipients. The new Ivan differs greatly from his previous version of the classic setting. Both are elderly men, although the classic version was not so decrepit that it depended on autonomous mechanisms to move around. The Ivan of the classic setting was a master poisoner, a man without scruples or morals who had no other goals than to dedicate himself to indulging in his hedonistic and decadent pleasures. Extravagant and theatrical, he was an art enthusiast and was cursed by not being able to taste food and drinks that tasted like ashes in his mouth. In the classic setting, Ivan was not an isolate or decrepit figure, although an old man. He was the one who commanded the corrupt Borca militia and had a past full of betrayals and murders. Although extravagant and impulsive, he was never described as childish, and he was the true master alchemist and poisoner of Borca, capable even of enslaving people through his poisons, granting only small doses of antidotes in case of obedience. The new Ivan abandons the figure of the leader of a corrupted militia and poisoner 
and extrapolate the impulsiveness and extravagance of the classic character to create a disturbing infantilized man, isolated in his decrepitude, who lives among macabre and deadly toys, secretly fearing the loneliness and death, but destroying everything he touches with his selfish and spoiled behavior. The new proposal of the Domain of Borca continued to focus on intrigues of the aristocracy, with betrayals and poisons playing an important role in the setting. Its isolation in the mists, however, removes much of the political, economic, military and religious tensions that was an inherent part of the Domain. The change in the Dark Lords also brings a new focus to the characters and their manipulative plots. Many fans, however, still cling to the old version of Borca and try to integrate the new version and characters into the domain's old chronology, with the proposal to maintain the classic setting and integrate the elements proposed in the new book, I would keep Ivana and Ivan with their previous personality, but would add some elements from the new proposal to the setting. The backstory of the new Ivana can be used for one of the other aristocratic noble houses of Borca, or even to further detail one of the Emordurons the aristocrats transformed by Ivana's toxins. Perhaps she's someone who wants to challenge Ivana in her dominance, or an ally of Ivan against his cousin. As for Ivan de Lisnia, I would incorporate part of his mansion as a place full of macabre toys and game rooms, but I would transform it into something more theatrical, with scenic objects, sets and traps, that would lead the unwary to stage a macabre and deadly play for the amusement of its macabre Dark Lord. Who knows, this decrepit version of Ivan could be a version of him in the future, already with some degree of senility and dementia, even more dangerous and obsessed with finding the secret of eternal life from his cousin Ivana. And you, what did you think of Borka's new version on the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Do you intend to use elements from which of these versions in your narrative and games? Join us, subscribe to this channel and turn on notifications, and in the next video we will resume our journey through the mists to explore the domain of Timor and the subterranean horrors that hide in its tunnels.